Welcome. All right. In this episode, we've got some CES updates. We've got YouTube trends for 2023, and we've got some video recording apps. This is Video Signals. Let's jump into it. I am Joey Dowd. Twice a week, we send an email update and video and podcasts with five links, three tools, and one tactic that you can use and apply to video marketing. So let's jump into the episode. A little bit of a teaser pre-intro that we've got in the email today. CES is starting. This will come out on Friday. It started today, Thursday, the day I'm recording this. So we'll have more updates next week about more things to come out from CES. But this issue has a couple things that have already been announced pre-CES. And in the teaser of the email, we have some links. There is a new monitor from Samsung that is designed to compete with Apple Studio Display Monitor and will most likely be less expensive than Apple's monitor. And there are a couple of new streaming accessories from Cooler Master. All right, so now let's jump into the five links. First link we've got is an update from LinkedIn of seven new features that they're going to roll out in 2023. Most of them don't have anything to do with video, but one does, and it's going to be expanded accessibility. So basically, they are going to now auto-transcribe all of the videos that are uploaded, and you are going to be able to edit the captions, but everything's going to be auto-captioned, all videos in English for now. LinkedIn has already supported for a while SRT files, so if you get your videos captioned elsewhere and have the SRT file and upload it with your video, you've already been able to do that. You should do that, and you will most likely continue to be able to do that. But if you don't get your videos captioned, LinkedIn will now caption them for you. Results may vary. And then also one other update from that group of seven, they are going to roll out improved analytics for people who have content creator accounts. Didn't quite specify if that's going to include improved analytics on videos or just post analytics in general. All right, next update, YouTube published a second episode of their podcast. And in this one, it was a bit of a look back at 2022 and a couple of predictions of what they think videos that will trend in 2023 are the kind of big three groupings were content about AI and using a chat GPT in the future of AI, Dali, all that stuff. Some more content, more videos around that topic, more videos around hotel and travel. Third trend would be channels that take a page from Mr. Beast's YouTube playbook, either have some philanthropy aspect or some go big aspect in the videos. I will say it was ironic in this video from YouTube that they published on the YouTube channel that it did not include any chapter markers in their timecode. They can optimize their own videos better. Okay, next article, a bit about ChatGPT. ChatGPT has been blowing up the internet, people sending all sorts of prompts, getting all sorts of things written inside ChatGPT, bit of a tongue twister. So it's based on the current AI model from OpenAI, and that is GPT 3.5, an update from GPT 3, which was sort of the first version that rolled out that a lot of these AI tools have been using, like Jasper, which I have an interview with their creators on from a few years ago. So this isn't really new. The interface is new. This chat interface is new. And the fact that it is free right now they will be charging in the future, but it is free right now. That is new. But this is one version, and they're rolling out future versions, as you can guess by the numbering system. So GPT-4 will be the next version that rolls out. And there's a quote from cognitive scientist Gary Marcus, which says it will blow people's minds. It will have more parameters, meaning you can control things better, and it will also be trained with more data from the internet, but that it will also have the same shortcomings that we have right now with GPT, such as it just lacks a basic understanding of the world, it has some biases built into it just from the data data that it is reading, and humans kind of can be dicks. So from my personal experience using a GPT-3 for a bit with Jasper, a few things. I mean, I found it's really useful for creating first drafts. You need to jump in and do a bit of editing. It's also good for just kind of bouncing ideas and just seeing what kind of ideas it comes out with. It's good for brainstorming and stuff like that. 
Overall, it needs guidance and editing. But I've also told everyone on the team, whoever uses Jasper or any of the GPT-3 products, that you can never, ever trust anything it says because it will spit out facts and numbers. And when you read it, it sounds super confident and like, yes, it clearly knows what it's talking about. But it is just spitting out numbers. It is not like fact-checking. It is just spitting out data that it read on the internet somewhere, but it could be mixing up multiple pieces of data. So you can never trust anything it says. So that's why I'm also a little curious when people are like, I've been using ChatGPT as my new search engine. And it's like, do you know, there is no fact checking behind it. It's just pulling in from the internet. It might be right, but it also might be wrong. And you have no idea because it won't tell you where it found that piece of information from because it probably does not know either. Anyways, GPT-4 is going to come out. Search and chat is also going to be a huge thing. I didn't put that in the newsletter, but obviously Google is going to be rolling out their chat feature that they've been working on forever and are now kind of forced to roll it out sooner. All right. I'm rambling, but 2023 is going to be a fascinating year for AI. All right. Next one, a little bit less AI. Let's talk about cameras. So Panasonic released a new version of their S5 camera, which is their full frame sensor camera, aptly called the S5 II. Biggest upgrade. It has an updated system for autofocus. So the autofocus should be a lot better. And our last link, more e-com stores are adding product videos to their product detail page. A quote from a company that tracks these types of metrics, quote, our clients tell us that their 2023 budget will include an additional 15 to 20% of SKUs getting a video for their e-commerce website. So the growth of e-commerce video production is just at its infancy. End quote. So yeah, we're going to get to see increasing trends of product videos. I've seen that on my end of just other companies wanting product videos of just simple demos of individual products, not like a video for their landing page for their website or commercial, but like you go to a specific product page, there is a demo video of that product in action. It just gives people a much better sense of what that product is, how it looks, how it feels, how it behaves before they make that purchase decision. All right, three tools. First tool, we got details. So this is an online recording platform tool where you could record videos, like record videos with multiple people. So it's good for podcasting. You can edit and trim the videos on the platform, and then you can also remix the videos. So take out clips and have them reframed for sharing on different social media platforms. And the cool thing about that is it actually uses AI to detect faces and make sure that when it reframes, it keeps faces center frame and doesn't cut the faces off. Next tool we've got is PeerSpace. So I use PeerSpace all the time. It is like Airbnb for film and video locations. So you can search by number of filters. You could find rooms, homes, really cool locations, sound stages, studios whatever you need for a photo or video shoot or events. I don't use it for events, but you can also use it for events. You can search and find really cool spots in areas. And the thing that's obviously different about Airbnb is you'll have more options because you're not staying there overnight and you pay by the hour. So you've got an hourly rate. So you're not like paying an overnight fee, but you can pay by the hour, rent out the space and do whatever your video or photo shoot is. Also a very easy way to like level up your videos. If you don't want to like build that whole studio, you can just go rent a cool space and record your videos. And then last tool we've got is post haste. So when you're editing, you're getting involved in like big video edits. It's really good to keep your files organized and it's good to have a system of where you put what files and in what folder structure. So you can have a folder structure that maybe has like seven different folders in it. And in those folders might have multiple folders. So every time you launch a new project, it can be a big pain to have to recreate that folder structure every single time. So post haste is an app. It's actually free. You build out your folder structure of how you want projects to go. And you can actually build in like little naming templates. So when you launch a new project, you can put your inputs in of like what the project name is, what the client is, and it'll automatically label your folders based on how you determine that. But basically you create your whole folder structure, so nested folders, how you want folders made, and then you just go, hey, I need to create a new project, and then it'll automatically create that entire folder structure wherever you designated. So it saves a lot of time and putting out new folder structures and keeps your files much more organized. Also, on top of folders, you can create blank template projects for Premiere, for After Effects, and I believe for Avid Media Composer as well. So a huge time saver for building something once 
and then not having to worry about it again. You just build out a new project and everything is already instantly built out and organized. All right, and lastly, our one tactic. So I talk about a lot, two most important metrics on YouTube, click-through rate and watch time. You gotta get people to click the thumbnail to watch your video. So you gotta sell your video and then you wanna keep people sticking around watching the video as much as possible. So focusing on the first part, the click-through rate, selling your video, getting people to click, the two most important aspects to that are going to be your thumbnail, most important thing, and then secondary is your video title. Thumbnail, you're gonna wanna pique curiosity or you're gonna want to make a promise. So making a promise is sort of better if you're going after an SEO play or you're trying to deliver value, or you're trying to capture search traffic. You're making a promise of like, hey, if you click this video, we're going to deliver a promise to you. Either we're gonna teach you a skill, you're gonna learn something new, or you're gonna gain some sort of value out of it. We're making that promise before the video, before you click on it. So when you click on the video, we're going to deliver on that promise. So those are two ways I like to think about thumbnails. But besides thumbnail and title, we've got a whole other list of things that you want to think about when you're posting your video, especially if part of your goal of posting this video is to tap into SEO, both YouTube SEO and Google SEO to get your video to rank on Google search results. And so in the newsletter, and I've got a tweet of mine that kind of comments on this. And so other elements to think about besides title and thumbnail, you've got the description, you've got your tags. Arguably, there have been studies that tags don't really have any effect on the ranking, but they're there. So I say they're there, like you might as well fill out your tags. And using a tool like TubeBuddy and vidIQ, they'll give you a bunch of tag ideas in two seconds. Captions, you wanna make sure you get your videos captioned, going back to what we just talked about in LinkedIn. Cards, so cards, you can think of that as internal linking, linking out to other videos on your channel. End screen, people come to the end, direct them to another video, keep them watching. And then first comment. So first comment we've been using where we'll post the video and then whatever the most important link is or whatever the most important action is that we want people to take, we'll put that in the first comment after the video goes live and then we'll pin that comment so it shows up at the top. And so it actually is a little bit more prominent than any info you would put in your description. And so it's a bit of a good way to get something featured front and center, whatever the most important thing is, either if it's getting someone to comment or if it's getting someone to go to another website to get their info. All right, and that is it for this edition of Video Signals. As always, let me know your thoughts. Let me know if you found this useful. I am C47 on Twitter, or you can let me know in the YouTube comments. If you know a friend who would also find this useful, please share it with them. For all the links and everything, be sure that you are subscribed to the newsletter because that is where all of the links and resources are going to be. And if you're watching this or listening to this and you're not subscribed, you can just go to newterritory.media slash subscribe and subscribe to the newsletter. Thanks for watching. I will see you in the next signal.